Welcome back to episode number 226 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast for building a global community around process safety and entries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we are doing another incident update, this time on a 2022 grain dryer explosion in Singapore. These incident updates are shorter episodes focusing on gathering more information about incidents that we find in our incident database. Our incident database team goes ahead and reaches out to local authorities having jurisdiction, fire marshals, fire departments, other people that are doing investigations, local companies, to try to gather information on incidents that happen over time in order to improve our ability to identify what caused loss and improve the response, the preparation, the understanding of combustible dust incidents over time. In last week's episode, we covered a 2022 plastic dust collector fire in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And this week, we are talking about this grain dryer explosion in Singapore. So we have a link to this entry in the combustible dust incident database at Dust Safety Science. And you can get that link from the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 226. Any additional information that comes out about this incident in the future, we'll put at that link that's available in the show notes here. So there's not much information about the company or the site that was involved in this incident. And it doesn't even state where it is in Singapore. Uh, we just know that local news reported that on July 20th, 2022, a dust explosion occurred in a grain dryer at a factory. It states that a flash fire occurred and burned a worker's elbow. In the report, they noted that a preliminary investigation determined that there was an ignition source within the dryer and that a flaw in the explosion-proof device caused an accidental leak, resulting in the worker being burned. So there's maybe some challenges there with translation, but at the end of the day, it what we're talking about when we say the leak there is ineffective deflagration venting, or at least that's what appears from the information we were able to find subsequently. So in terms of what the enhanced research was that was completed for this incident is that our research team was able to find and collect the Workplace Safety and Health Council of Singapore's serious accident and incident report for this incident. So we actually have a link to that report. And again, at the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 226 for this episode. It has some really good photos of the incident. It actually shows the, the flash fire when it occurred, captured on um, closed circuit camera. And also has some good statements around what happened and occurred here that unfortunately caused injury to this worker and some information there. So that's what we are including in the incident write-up on the website and also what we're talking about here today. So we're going to cover the site layout, the ignition source for the incident. We're going to talk about the explosion protection that was installed, the venting, and how that may have contributed to the, the loss here, and a little bit on how the employee may have been injured as well. So in terms of the site layout, the photos show a circular dryer. I would say in sort of a moderately congested area, there's a small cyclone there. There's some conveying systems. There's some steel grating above, and there's sort of a, a walking platform above as well on top of this dryer. The dryer was used to heat what they called spent grains and remove moisture. And in the statement from the report, it says that during handling and moving, the grains generated smaller grain particles. As the grains and their particles were heated, combustible dust cloud formed within the confined space of the dryer. And they're hypothesizing that that is what ignited and caused the explosion. Again, over top of the dryer, there was the steel grating and platform or, or walking area. And then this was all located inside the process building itself. In terms of the ignition source, they did an investigation and found that inside the dryer, spade blades were installed to convey and elevate the spent grains for drying. So that these were secured using lifting shackles. 
that were not maintained over time. So they became loose and foreign objects were found in the dryer, including one of these four-inch lifting shackles that showed signs of charring from the photo that's um, given in, in the report. So they hypothesized that these foreign materials could generate sparks or heat up when knocked against the inner walls of the dryers, that this was the ignition source for the explosion that occurred inside the dryer. A big question here was the explosion protection. So they do mention in the recommendation section that dust handling equipment with relief vents need to be safely designed to vent energy in the event of a dust explosion. Vent dimensions must be adequately sized to withstand the maximum force expected should an explosion occur. So there's some things that you can deduce, I guess, from the photos here. It's kind of hard to tell. You don't have a lot of information, but it looks like there was a slot vent with a pretty large aspect ratio at the top of this dryer. So, a, you know, a rectangular vent. And then this rectangular vent was ducted out away from the dryer, uh, made a 90 degree turn and appears to be ducted sort of away from this catwalk area in this um, platform area that's above the dryer. So you have this, you know, large aspect ratio slot vent going through ducting. That's the same aspect ratio. That's this long, thin ducting making an almost 90 degree turn and then going straight up around the, the platform area on top of the dryer. And there's photos in the, the summary report and you get that at dustsavingscience.com slash 226. Might be a little bit easier than me describing it verbally here as well. So the photos do show what appears to be rupture of that ducting coming out from the dryer. It looks like the rupture point is very close to where the, the vent panel would be on that dryer. It's hard to tell from the photo. It's possible that there's some sort of bent on this ducting and that's what released but it also looks like maybe the ducting ruptured as well regardless the design was not effective because it was venting directly into the plates on the bottom side of this platform and then up into this grating as well off to the sides the text also suggests some of this saying that the relief vent which seemed like where the ducting is not necessarily the vent the way i'm describing it, it blasted open in their words overall the area of the slot vent combined with this you know long skinny duct in this turn just appears not to be of adequate to vent the deflagration up and away from this platform and this grating area above the dryer. In terms of how the employee was injured, they again showed a closed circuit TV video or an image from that video from the deflagration. It's quite bright. You can't see a lot, so you can't see where the employee is standing or anything like that. They also show the dryer grating and platform beforehand, although again, it's unclear if that's directly before the deflagration occurred. And again, you can't see where the employee is standing. So it's hard to tell. Possibly you can maybe make out somebody on top of the, the platform, but again, it's it's very hard to tell from the, the image. The deflagration itself is projected from the top of this vent duct, which again, sitting on top of the, well, on the top front base of the dryer, if you will. The deflagration sort of shoots directly upward or appears that way from the, the images that they have there, up through the grating around the platform. So it sort of shoots up above into this platform on top of the dryer, then also out to the sides because there's just a steel plate right above the actual area where that uh, jet was released. So it's hard to tell the employee could have been standing on top of the platform on any of this grating. It's also possible that they were standing off to the side or the front of the dryer as this fireball sort of went around everything and enveloped to that area. It is a bit strange to only have an elbow burn injury from a dust deflagration. Maybe if they were shielding with their arm and then they just sort of were at an unlucky distance that it just burned their arm, that's possible, or that um, molten material landed on their arm or something like that. 
typically, and there's been a couple of investigations done on this. There's one called an academic research paper called Burns Due to Grain Dust Explosions. This is published in the journal Trauma by Russell Baldwin and Law in volume 12, issue number nine, page 767 to 771. And that was in 1980, this, public, this paper was published. They do have um, several grain dust explosions that they looked at. They found that hands and face were the most common areas to have burns from grain dust explosions. And then moving into shoulders and chests and thighs for more severe incidents. Again, it's kind of strange to only burn your elbow in a dust deflagration. So it doesn't really tell us what happened. Possibly he was standing on top of the catwalk and the, the way the grating was only burned one area. Or maybe some of this shielding, again, causing burns to the elbow. Overall, it's possible that personal protective equipment may have prevented this. But um, yeah, it's hard to say with the information that we have here today. So that is everything we have for this incident update today on the screen dryer explosion. Again, we didn't really have much information at the start. We were able, were able to understand the, the site layout, the fact that improper ducting of the deflagration on the grain dryer may have contributed to the loss here. We found out there was a circular dryer, somewhat congested area, steel grating and walking platform above. The ignition source may have been loose supports inside the dryer that had broken off or fell off and got heated up, causing sparks or heating inside the dryer during its operation. Explosion or deflagration venting was used, but appears to be ineffectively designed. In this case, we had a slot vent, which looks like a pretty low base area, and then a ducting arrangement that just wouldn't be likely to propagate the deflagration around. And it's also hard to tell the photos, but the roof's not very high. It might only be 25, 30 feet, and then there's ducting and pipes and electrical above the dryer as well. So even if this had been vented as intended through the ducting and in outward and upward, it's unclear if that would have been a better or worse outcome from that, uh, that venting arrangement as well. And then we were unable to really tell what happened to the employee other than standing near or on top of this platform or in front of the dryer to the sides of the dryer could have all resulted in having those burn sort of injuries happen from this deflagration. One last note on this is we did again include a link to the Workplace Safety and Health Council of Singapore's serious accident or incident report for this incident. You can get that at the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 226. They mention in the report that the SS667 2022 Code of Practice for Handling Storage and Processing of Combustible Dust that was released a few years ago in Singapore. They did mention the potato starch explosion that we covered in episode 193 of the podcast, where we gave an instant update on the 2021 potato starch explosion in Singapore. This was actually a boiler system, if I recall correctly now, and now it's slipping my mind if that's what it was. I think it was a boiler that had a heated oil jacket on it that ruptured, caused an oil mist explosion, and then there were some subsequent potato starch deflagrations as well. This incident, the 2021 triggered a lot of work to be done in Singapore, including this code of practice being put out. And I'm assuming down the line also contributing to this workplace safety and health council, putting out these workplace safety bulletins and getting that information together. So the last point here is that there is a mailing list in this document to join the workplace safety and healthy bulletins or the release of them from the institution in Singapore here that's doing this work. And that might be a good place to join if you're working out of Asia Pacific regions or your interest in that information that's being provided there. And so we will close over this week's episode. Again, if you are interested or enjoying these instant update episodes, you find them useful for your work, let me know at chris at dustsafetyscience.com. 
as always, I want to say thank you for listening. I hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. I appreciate everything you're doing in the industry's handling combustible dust, making it safer with the work that you do every day. Thank you.